Welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I'm your host, Alexandros Megas, and... I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. So we call this one Affirmations 2.0. Let's do it. <laughs> this is a continuation from uh, our previous affirmation because we got, uh, we got a lot of hate mail. <laughs> no, it wasn't hate mail. It was... <laughs> People were like, well, you have to explain this a little more in depth. Right, Vincent? You get all the hate mail, so you tell me what it is. Yeah, well, I think we, we explained affirmations and presenting them in the present tense, or, make, or creating them in the present tense. And we also touched on how to get the subconscious interested how to get it more interested in going to the gym rather than sitting at home eating potato chips, watching the latest box set. So we need to do something to make it more interesting to go to the gym than to do that. And so we were able to put those together. But the questions I was getting was, well, how do you get that communicated to the subconscious? I mean, obviously, we can, we can, uh, we can, we can know that ourselves. We can maybe even write about it. But how do you keep communicating it back to that child who needs to be cajoled and encouraged to really put its focus and effort into uh, taking that action about going to the gym? Obviously, we know why. We want to get that beach body, and we want to have people thinking that we look fabulous in six months' time. But how do you get that? to be communicated to the to the subconscious that was that was probably the main one and then have a further one on vision boards but we'll come to that later yes so the first question is how do we get the subconscious to sign up for uh, this journey is, is that because we didn't i don't know remember if we covered that last time. well we we covered that we needed to do it and we had some examples of right the difference be you know how to, how to go about it but the actual practicalities of communicating with the subconscious wasn't entirely clear to some people right so all, since we're talking about my, uh, affirmations we mentioned so far that affirmations have to be placed in the present tense right the reason why they have to be placed in the present tense is because the subconscious does not understand anything that doesn't happen in the present tense, right? Because there is only now. Uh, even the people that are spiritually inclined will tell you they understand that concept that 
the the understanding of time that we have as a linear construct is simply a construct and it's not true so everything happens in the eternal moment of now but even if we can't grasp that concept it's easy to understand the subconscious being a child is not going to engage unless it needs to do it in the now otherwise it's just going to put it off just like homework you know for another day like if you come to the, if you come to the child and, and say hey you know um, you need to do this homework because tomorrow this is your deadline tomorrow your teacher is going to review these things and if you don't she's going to fail you and everyone will be so disappointed in you so what are you doing right there you are engaging the subconscious in the only way it understands which is Emotion, you're engaging it in emotional blackmail. That's right, <laughs> of course. And every Mediterranean mother would know to tell you that this is the perfect way to do it. <laughs> you know? uh, so you you get in there and you give it that deadline that needs to happen right now. So if you if you're like, well, you know, I will become you know fit and and trim. The subconscious is like, sure, <laughs> you will. Of course you will, but I won't have to do anything with it because I don't need to get involved because it happens in the future and the future doesn't exist, right? Sure. So it's what I want to do now. What am I going to trade my time and attention for now? I obviously want to do the thing that is most appealing to me now. So if... If you can convince the subconscious that going to the gym is really, really appealing, then it's more likely to stop what it wants to do now and go along with you. Right. Absolutely. And sometimes I know this is going to sound funny, but I I have a, a little game in my head. I liken the uh, my subconscious mind to the two beloved characters of the 90s, Beavis and Butthead, for anyone who who knows who these are. <laughs> because it, it, I know that if I can entice Beavis and Butthead to come along uh, on my journey, on my project, then I'm, I'm good. Because that's, that's all I need to do. If Beavis and Butthead are on board, then that means that my schedule, my programming the way that I'm communicating my communication to the subconscious is perfect because the easy the simplest the simpler it is the the better and more understood more digested it is by the subconscious mind if you start you know with anything that uh, is intellectual the subconscious mind is gonna lose you immediately it's not interested in that kind of stuff it's interested in the what we say about today's age right in today's age people are interested yeah. in instant gratification why because that's what the subconscious has gotten used to getting so instant gratification so i'll give you well you know maybe it's not instant but but look if you don't help me do that then you will sit there in your horrible shape or the perceived horrible shape being unable to form any relationships especially when it comes to you know the non-platonic relationships the the uh, intimate relationships the, the the erotic relationships you will not have any of that so 
I mean, you either come with me and become fully available and prepared to engage with sexual partners because they will start looking at you now. They will start being interested. Or you don't come with me and you just sit there in your room and play video games. So that's, you know, I mean, you have to be, in my opinion and in my experience, as crude as that. Because the, the more the more simplistic you are and the more, you know, like when, when you try to, for example, let's say you want to be the perfect marketer, right? The perfect marketer is, going, is not going to sit there and, and blabber forever about all the benefits of a, of a product because you will be very soon bored and abandon the conversation. The perfect marketer is going to be that which will, in a very simple manner, in a very direct manner, tell you that there is a way for you to get away from pain and towards pleasure very fast. And I'm about to show you what that way is, you see? Yeah. So it's the instant gratification all the way through, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so we've we clarified that, and we also clarified the fact that we need to come up with a reason or this enticement for the subconscious mind to to get on board with your project. So the bit that the the questions that I got were about were so how do you bring that into the subconscious mind it's it's one thing having it have working it out establishing that it is about instant gratification so how do you communicate it and how do you do it on a an ongoing basis to ensure that the subconscious mind stays on on message and keeps supporting you and moving you towards this program or this project that you actually want to create and indeed be in a situation where even if it's like something like the going to the gym and improving the body and all that that's actually quite practical but we're also looking to create situations which are not necessarily obvious as to how we do them as in i'd like to live in that mansion or i'd like to own that ferrari or whatever uh, they're a little bit more nebulous when it comes to you know practical plans because going to the gym and working out and getting the body that's actually pretty linear in the way that it, it comes about so so i suppose the question is how do you ensure that yes you're doing your affirmations every day and you're trying to put imbue them with emotion how do you get the subconscious in there and on board with you to to be working to help you so that's a good question this is where you mentioned before the vision boards vision boards have become very popular after the secret was revealed and it was no secret no more <laughs> and the law of attraction and this whole thing that everyone everyone that is inclined to believe that miracles are possible has been on board after that book and movie and subsequent books and movies have happened so the vision board is actually a really good idea to a really good way a really good tool to make this happen why let's say you have images of what it is that you would like to own you just said you know that mansion or that ferrari or whatever it is uh, first we have to 
go back to we started talking a little bit about that before on the previous podcast where having the thing the image up there that you engage with on a daily basis maybe several times a day you look at this and then when you look at it something happens when you look at it something emotional happens when you look at it uh, there is this longing there is this daydreaming there is this uh, hopefully excitement right so when you do that if there is no excitement and there is something else, I mean, you have to monitor. If you want to know how and why certain things manifest faster or sooner or easier and other things don't, you have to start monitoring your feelings towards this kind of engagement. Like you, you look at the picture of the mansion. What, what, what does that make you feel? Does it make you feel like, oh my God, I wish I could have that? Or does it make you feel like I can see myself in there? Hmm. I can feel, I can smell the rooms and it's freshly painted and, and the, the floors are, are, are done and, and you can smell the wood or the finish of the wood. You know what I mean? That hmm. kind of engagement is very extremely beneficial and necessary i would say in order to grasp the significance of how fast this can manifest okay yeah so so vision boards essentially represent a continuous stimulation of the subconscious yes by using by using external things like pictures like looking at if it is the mansion it's looking at we've got we've got a program over here on uh, well it's in the uk called grand designs where people build their own houses on self-builders and stuff so there's a lot of if you're looking for that these people generally you know they don't typically build a you know a two-bedroom house they're usually building grand designs and uh, so by tuning in and watching those you're 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 bringing your subconscious focus on that as well so everything that you do to continually reinforce the idea that this is what I want and I can see myself in it, that all contributes to strengthening the message to the subconscious to make the things happen that need to happen in order to allow you to achieve this. Yes, of course. And think of it this way. <clears throat> Let me bring an example. Let's say let's say that there is this girl that you've met at uh, the supermarket she works as a manager at uh, this whole foods store that you love and you know you went there and you were looking at the supplements uh, and she came over and said uh, to you do, you do you need help with anything can I help you with something and you look into her eyes and her beautiful smile and you immediately were struck, right? Eros hit you with his arrow and and now you, you, you can't hear anything she's saying because all you do is just being in a cloud of, of beauty of what it would feel like being on a date with this girl. Mm. 
So, you know, at the end of whatever she says, of course, you haven't heard a thing. And, and you say to her, hey, uh, y- you know, you really remind me of, of someone. And she says, I can't, I can't place it. I, I, don't, I, I don't know where it comes from. I would love to, and you seem to be very well equipped when it comes to knowing your stuff in terms of uh, healthy living and so on. Do you mind if I take you off for coffee one of these days and, and pick your brain? To which he, you know, smiles and says, of course, I would love that. Here's my number. And then, you know, you connect with her like on Facebook and social media and you start seeing the pictures now you start seeing the pictures and what what does that do that brings up what you felt at that moment and then it reinforces it every time you see a picture her pictures uh, or every time you know she sends you a message right let's say you exchange messages every day or you talk on the phone or whatever and every time that happens it puts more building blocks on that thing that uh, manifestation that is called Vincent and her name is Gloria, Gloria relationship. Okay, so now, so now, every day that goes by, you keep on reinforcing that thing. It becomes more uh, realistic, right? Like if you talk to her then and she didn't give you her number says hey you know yeah why don't you just I'm, i gotta go right now because i i'm late for something I'll, I'll see you next time you come over and, and then we can talk about it you know and as the days would go by and you wouldn't see her that would kind of start fading right it would the excitement that you felt ah that was and she wasn't really into me and, and you start you know <laughs> like uh, bringing up all the reasons why what you imagined wasn't real and so uh, that starts now weighing down the process of manifesting that relationship. Yes, right. So you 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 start to twist the. It goes from kind of hopefulness and excitement to I suppose your, all the old doubts that might have been there as to why you couldn't meet someone like this all start to come in. And That's right. You start yeah. to make up stories around what actually happened and usually they're negative stories so obviously it then throws a you know a few gallons of water on the fire and that's right yes yeah Yeah. and then you know everything all kinds of uh, programs negative programs of your past come up and and do their parade you know because because then they they feel justified you see what what the, like what the hell were you thinking about? I don't understand. Like, how can it be such a stupid jerk? You know, you don't do that. You you were too forward. Or why would she even be interested in you? I mean, <laughs> look at you. You're a joke. You know. <laughs> yeah. So it is no secret that we all have been in very very similar situations where we felt that exact same thing. This is how prevailing this bullshit is uh, because it is out there. We all pick it up and we all can give it power, right? Yeah, I mean, I I think, I mean, that's an interesting example, but it also is an example of a scenario where someone has at least even got to that place. I mean, a lot of people who I know who wouldn't even be there, they would be, you know, they're a bit like, you know, me sitting in my in my room, you know, on computer, imagining myself in my uh, in the mansion. And it seems so far away, 
you know, the fact that the example you gave is you're out and you meet someone, you have a conversation and it kind of feels very real. But I'm talking about a situation where what you're looking for, what you want to create seems. Now, I know underneath the veil of time and space, it's that's all irrelevant. But in the context of, of I think, most people's desires to manifest and, and use affirmations, therefore, and have vision boards and all that, usually they're reaching for something that is in their mind quite far away that's a very good point my friend and thank you for bringing it up thank you for bringing that up because uh this is and i will dare to say this is the reason why the single reason why uh this uh, the secret uh, programs just like the secret have been so massively successful because somehow they insinuate or they they allow the flexibility of the mind to step in there and assume that all these things that you want will be and can be mm. achieved without you lifting a finger, right? Just because you put it out there and the universe listens, and it's so easy for the universe to just give out that stuff because it's like Santa Claus. The universe is like, hey, come over, what do you want? Yeah, okay, yeah, here you go. So, but it's, it's funny. <laughs> it, it, I mean, come on, this, this, I've, I've gone through, I've, I've gotten, um, because I've always, you know, of course, I'm interested in this kind of uh, concepts and stuff. I get ads when, when I'm on Facebook or whatever uh, about um, programs that, that piggyback on that kind of a law of attraction type thing. And... Uh, <laughs> And I always jump on them because I want to see what it is that they're promising. And it always makes me laugh. But as I laugh, I cry a little bit because I understand how attractive their proposition is, right? Because there's this one that's called like 15-minute manifestation. It's not called that. Let's just forget about what it's called. But... The, the point here is that um, people are being promised the idea, the concept, that they have to jump on board with the fact that all they have to do is just sit there and just listen to some music or buy a, a video that shows them, projects like images to them, that is like project, projects images of like opulence and, and wealth and, and abundance and things like that. And, and, you know, the more if they do that, like they sit there, you know, on the computer and they, they just flash these cards in front of their eyes for a few minutes every day that this will guarantee their entrance into the 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 garden of eden that in this case represents the abundance because that's what most people look for everyone's looking for stuff that represent opulence or at the very least um, abundance of money Mm of wealth in the way that you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff anymore. But the subconscious mind laughs at those things because once again, these are, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a possibility that if you believe on this enough, because, you know, belief is also a function that the the subconscious mind um, is responsible for. It gives you belief is, is just like, 
is another program. So the more we reinforce that program, that could present uh, the opportunities for you. And I'm saying, yeah, that stuff can happen. But here's the thing. If you sit in your room in, your, uh, in front of your computer and imagine the mansion and that imagining of the mansion doesn't create any kind of clear inspiration to move towards a direction, any direction, it doesn't yeah. give you any ideas, yeah. then nothing is happening, nothing is going on. I mean, if what you want is to sit, you know, in your underwear, in your house, yes. and have the mansion delivered to you, then you will need a whole lot of magic. You probably need to hire Merlin for that. But um, the idea here is that the, the subconscious mind will get excited about certain things. And if it gets excited, then it will start prompting you and it will start presenting to you opportunities that you then have to pay attention to. You know, like someone calls you, like a friend calls you that you haven't talked to in a while. It's like, hey, you know, I, I started this business and I don't, I can't, get it done by myself and you're the only person I trust you know would you would you like to help me out you know whatever something will present you just follow the the crumbs you know breadcrumbs you follow the uh, signs it's like a treasure hunt and it will get you somewhere but that can only happen as long as you get that child interested enough to start looking for these things you know what I mean? Like my daughter's, like she got this thing about the elf, the, the you know the elf on the shelf type thing, which of course I don't <laughs> yesterday I, she was saying to me that uh, out of season entirely the elf kind of like um, keeps communicating with her. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas now that the elf has developed a relationship with her, and they just jumps in and out of uh, existence. And, and delivers stuff to her, you know? And, uh, of course, to, to which I said, you know, it's, this is really interesting, honey, especially because the elf doesn't exist. And she, got, <laughs> and she got upset at me. And she goes, well, if the elf doesn't exist, then how does she, you know, blah, 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 you know, whatever. <laughs> so, so her belief in that sort of thing reminded me as a matter of fact, and, and I said, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because instantly what came to me is the knowledge that belief in and of itself, that belief will create reality. Yes. But it all depends on what kind of a belief that is. If you believe, I've known people that believe that they would hit the lottery, but they believe it in their bones, you know what I mean? And they would keep, what would they make, what would that make them do, right? Play the lottery incessantly, like, it's like every, the only thing they could think about was hitting the numbers, hitting the numbers, hitting the numbers, hitting the numbers, and then, you know, boom, it would happen, they hit the numbers, you see. That sort of thing can definitely work. This is part of the manifestation process. Sure, well, at least I suppose with the lottery one, the action that they can take is playing the game being part being in if they're not in they can't win so in in its own way it's a um it's taking action yes and and that's and that's good i i think the uh, the bit that i think the secret did because having seen it and 
there were a lot of people that I knew at the time who were passing it around. You have to watch this. You have to watch this. And then I looked at it and I was kind of going, well, I've read Joe Vitale books. I've read. Yeah, there'd been a book written by this lady 100 years before and effectively said the same thing. So uh, the the thing was that it, it, it was presenting it as some sort of you present your your affirmations to the universe and the universe will deliver. And if we if we bring this back and, and the, this is where I think people were, you know, getting it all wrong. Whereas if we go back to our the start of this whole subject and we were talking about programming and we were talking about the fact that the subconscious mind runs on programming and that affirmations are effectively a form of programming. It's teaching and training the, the, the subconscious mind that this is, this is important, either it's an important thing to do or an important challenge that it needs to overcome. So we kind of need to bring ourselves back to that, that this is what we're actually doing. We're engaging in a training process to say the affirmations, to give the incentive you know the the bar of chocolate to the to the subconscious mind in order to get it really into this and the outcome of that training and keeping the subconscious mind on board is that things happen opportunities are presented we're prompted to take action and yeah and and we 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 get we get ideas and and we we take action on things that we probably didn't act on before so that's the bit that i think that's important to to get people back to that this is it's it's not some kind of you know the fairy godmother turns up and you've got three wishes and if you ask for this it'll suddenly appear it's actually a training process and we are and it is hugely powerful so it is absolutely worth doing but it is a, a training process and it is it does require action on our part whatever that action is and it, it is not necessarily a linear path it can be a zigzag path because you often hear this thing where people you know they've followed followed things and then just before they actually reached you know the gold in the gold mine they gave up so it's important to stick with it as we go through it i think that's the big difference for me in my interpretation of everything that we've talked around around this subject and what is typically put out when people talk about the secret they talk about the law of attraction generally and even people talking about the components individually like affirmations like visualization and like vision boards that these are all individual pieces what you're presenting is the fact that actually they all work together and it's important that you use them all in order to really strengthen this training that you're giving to the subconscious mind i agree and now a break for some shameless self-promotion. We hope you love this Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. And we'd really appreciate if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It would be so much better if you would leave a little review as well, just to tell people how much you love it. And then on top of that, I know this is asking a lot, you could take a snapshot and upload it to Instagram and don't forget to tag us. Thank you so much for helping. And now back to the riveting conversation. Okay. 
because for the relative newbie to this, that this has been the, you know, the penny dropping, as far as I'm concerned. You know, have, as in our conversations, as the as the bricks have been added, it has got to this point where I'm going. Okay, now I can see. Now it is like training yourself to operate in a completely different way. It's not just something you do as a kind of a side issue. Oh, we'll try a bit of this woo-woo stuff and we'll do a few affirmations and we'll create a vision board and hang it on the inside of the wardrobe and maybe occasionally look at it. This is actually a very purposeful, intentional practice that we need to be engaged yeah, in. Absolutely. As with everything, of course. And then there's there's the other part that is also important. See, when we... Uh, like I said before, that we need to be engaged in monitoring what we feel every time we come across this kind of specific um, uh, either affirmations or visualization, you know, um, vision board or whatever. Because if if you look at the picture and you're like, uh, you know, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, right, that's never going to happen. I mean, you you wouldn't say that out loud, but this is... This could be uh, one of the responses of the subconscious back to you, and which would then discourage you, right? It happens all the time. People, you know, it's like people affirming certain things without allowing themselves to see the final outcome. When I say see, of course, I mean, you know, in your mind, in your mind's eye. So the idea here is that when you engage in having to deal with whatever it is that you affirm or whatever it is that you look at when uh, you put a picture up on your vision board you have to be able to monitor what it is that you feel like how does that make you feel does it make you feel that uh, it's it's bullshit I was that it's never gonna happen that's you know who are you kidding you know because all this stuff comes up of course so you're saying if you have the pictures of the mansions up there how can you get to the point of having the subconscious mind not reject those in other words it would be like subconscious mind would could be like hey you know I don't know what you're smoking but you'll <laughs> Under the current circumstances, it's never going to happen because it's it's very. That's a very realistic way of the subconscious mind dealing with that, and this is how a lot of the affirmations that people use they go to waste because they think that just because they utter the words every day that this will guarantee a safe passage to the other side. You know, we once again, we have to realize that this is a bridge. We're creating a bridge to from where we are now to where we're going to be, to where we want to be. And within that bridge, there's several uh, parts of that that we have to make sure are in place. And uh, if I don't feel like that, you know, the, uh, you, you told me the expression the other day, the fake it till you make it type thing. You, I wouldn't say fake it because if you fake it and you know that you're faking it, then you keep on faking it. So if you fake something, I mean, you have to be faking it like a whole lot for like, um, 
You have to be a really good faker. Who's, what's a really good faker? An actor. And you have to be an actor. You ha- I would say you have to step into the mindset of an actor that is about to get a new, a new script, is about to star in a new movie, right? You're this actor that... And let, let's add... I mean, I think this is a really good metaphor, actually. It just came to me. <laughs> let's say that you are the actor, that you receive this script for a movie that is outside, entirely outside of your comfort zone, which is like you had never done a movie like that before, you know, like a comedian doing like a a crime or or a thriller or a, a horror movie. So what kind of preparation do you do? So now you start creating the inner preparation. So what kind of person would I need to be in order to have that mansion like who what does this person do you start creating a schedule on a daily basis like you put this thing down you write it down what do i do as vincent Byrne, the millionaire who owns this mansion what how's my how's my day looking what do i do in the morning i wake up i do this i do that i i you know, wear this, or just I, I walk around in my silk robe okay. <laughs> for the first like four hours of the day, uh, enjoying the, the scenery. You know, outside acres and acres of like um, land that nobody else but me uh, is on, and with my trees and my gardens and my horses or whatever it is, right? So you start really getting into or under the skin of the actor who is about to perform that. Because think about it, an actor, method acting is just that. An actor will never experience most, the vast majority of the situations in which they have to put themselves in and believe that they are the character. Otherwise, if they don't believe that they're the character, then that doesn't happen. They look fake, right? So you don't fake it. You just become an actor now. And your new acting job, your new movie, your new series, your new script says that you are that person. And now what do you do as that person? What do you do on a daily basis as that person? Does this make sense? And and it makes, I, I think it makes rational sense right that when you put yourself in there this is exactly this is the perfect combination of creating something in your mind that's how you create it in your mind for example if you have a desire to create the perfect garden the perfect vegetable garden what does that look like when you go out there and you pluck those juicy red awesome tomatoes right when you cut this tomato down what happens that aroma just penetrates your existence and you're like oh my god where's my oregano you know and and uh, that sort of thing now has fired up the process of the internal engine the internal factory of manifestation within you because that's how it happens. I mean, do you think that when I was a kid, I thought that I'd be living in the U.S. I'd be, I'd be, or I'd be like into hypnosis or I would be an artist or I would be, you know, even a recording artist. All the things that I do. I, I never thought of this. These things were like, if someone was to tell me that these things are gonna, were going to happen, I'd be like, you're crazy. But I'll tell you what. 
That's, that's another good example. When I was a kid and I was going, like I was talking about, you know, being in America, of course, uh, for a kid that uh, lived in Athens, like in Greece, right, at the, at the time, and being, you know, 12 years old or 13 years old, and I would go, and my dad would work for TWA, right? He was, like, we, we would be able to take trips and I had already come like I came to the US to visit friends of my dad's uh, we all came as a family when I was like 8 years old that to me was like this massive most amazing <laughs> most magical thing ever right so now what has happened in me I have built the uh, expectation my imagination has gone to work about what it would be like to live in the U.S. So, so now I'm fired up on the inside. And every time, you know, my dad was like, hey, you know, this uh, person, this friend of mine or this company has offered me, a, a, you know, a job. And maybe, you know, how, how do you guys feel about, you know, moving to the U.S.? And be like, I would, next day I would go, <laughs> I would go to school and I'd tell my, my friends, hey, I'm, I'm moving to the U.S. And, and they would be like, oh, you know, <laughs> that's crazy. Stop with that crazy talk, you know. And, and but all the while, even though this thing didn't happen, didn't pan out, my fascination and my desire has been so fired up ever since I was a kid to be here and be like an American citizen, right? That it was constantly something would present itself. And it would open up a little bit of a space for me to step, you know, one more step on through that bridge. And then, you know, really foggy and really unstable, but then it would clear out for like a minute. And then I would take one, another step into that, you know, that bridge of getting from point A, which would be Greece, to point B, which would be the U.S. Being there and living there and, and, and being, a, you know, a citizen and all this. Because that was, to me, so amazing. Do you see? That's imagination and visualization in full effect. This is exactly what we're talking about here. And, and here's the, here's the in, more interesting part that I think is going to have people excited, more excited. The more you do this, the easier it is to do it again. Because when you do it successfully once with one thing, then it's all like, oh, you know, now it's, we got to do this again. And, and now it's, it's been accepted. Your reality has the ability to expand uh, any way you want it to. And so then all you have to do now is reimagine your new situation, reimagine your new position, just like the actor that has already done like 10 movies, right? It's not hard for them to, to imagine themselves into a different scenario, into a different situation. They will do that. They will do it gladly. They will do it because at that point it becomes fun. It becomes challenging and it becomes fun because he knows or she knows that this is something that is very achievable. It's very doable. All we have to do now is walk the steps, you so you know that it, when you do it once or twice or the more you do it the easier it gets it's just like being in a trance right? the more you allow yourself to step into a trance the faster the easier and the deeper the trance becomes the next time you do it make sense okay yeah yeah so it's like it's like when uh, they broke the four minute mile and nobody had done it for years and then Everybody had uh, jumped on the bandwagon and did lots of it in the, in a short time afterwards. So, okay, so uh, 
that all makes sense. So it's a compounding effect. And once we do it the first time, we, um, we know we can do it a second time and then we want to do more of it. Sounds, sounds like it, yeah. So the more you do it, the better you get at it because now you know that it's doable. The, the, uh, ironically, the most difficult part here is unlearning what this system has taught us for so many years. So what we're actually doing is we're creating a skill um, because we're starting small, we're starting easily, and then we're building it up. And then the more we do it, the more adventurous we get. And our subconscious pushes us and allows us to keep going because we now have a new skill that we can play with. So that makes yeah, real sense. That's, that's, that's what we have to do. This is the process. And it takes, in the beginning, it takes a little discipline. But it also, I'd say, it's not just discipline as it is a fascination, as it is obsession. Become obsessive with what you uh, love. Like you're saying, <laughs> I would say something that would, that would sound negative, but don't please don't take it in a negative way. Like if you if you become a uh, think of a stalker, either stalking someone, well that someone become a stalker of the thing that it is that you want to become. Become a stalker of your future self. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so that's another fascinating episode, but unfortunately, time has uh, caught up with us again. So, have you any final words to say as we uh, as we bring this one to a close? Outside of uh, whether or not you should let your mind kill you, that's the last thing you have to remember. I think that we th we have illustrated enough that all we have to do is to keep on being fascinated with whoever it is we want to become. We have to keep on being intrigued by that uh, as if it were a game. We have to keep on being that actor that will grab hold of the next role that they're about to become and start playing with that. Play with it as if you were an actor, as if you were preparing for a play or a movie. And the more you do it, actually, the more creative that process will become and the more fun it will become. The more fun it becomes, the more inescapable that reality happens to be. Like you are already on your way there. When that happens, there is no way the universe, as I say, has zero chance of not delivering that to you. Does this make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the big takeaway for me in this, and I mentioned it just earlier, is that this is actually something you practice and becomes a skill. And I mean, that's been the real takeaway for me because it elevates it beyond the realms of, you know, woo-woo, as it were, and actually something that is is within our power, within our gift to do if we practice it on a regular basis. Um, so, no, it's been really fascinating stuff yet again so um as i say we've we've run out of time uh for me i think it's been a great episode i think there's a lot to learn and i think it's added and built on the last uh, episode which started off this affirmation thing so until next week let's be careful out there and don't let your mind kill you thanks for listening to your mind is trying to kill you with alexandros megas and vincent byrne if you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. 
and you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week. Thank you.